The podcast members of the chamber is presented by Piper Foods and fueled by McCafe. If you're listening in your car, why not stop by one of Piper Foods' five McDonald's locations in Oakville or look them up on any McDelivery service. We thank Piper Foods for their generous support of our chamber and for everything they do in the community. Now let's get started. Oakville Chamber members to episode 7 of our podcast, Members of the Chamber. Oakville Chamber members, one story at a time. Members of the Chamber is a podcast where each episode we sit down with one member of our Chamber community and have a conversation. A conversation about their individual professional journey, their job, and how they ended up where they are today. My name is Drew Redden and I'm the President and CEO of the Oakville Chamber of Commerce, we're broadcasting from the brand new Staples Studio co-working facility located at 320 North Service Road West in Oakville, Ontario. And this is Members of the Chamber. This episode of Members of the Chamber is brought to you by Zartec. Are you looking for a full-service IT provider? Zartec provides a full range of IT services and support and is able to educate on all aspects IT. The Oakville Chamber is one of Zartec's satisfied customers and truly values the prompt response time, extraordinary personalized customer service, and Zartec's ability to help guide our chamber through the complex details of technology. From their knowledgeable staff, expert installation, remote, on-site support, and first-class help desk, Zartec is able to provide you a personal first-class experience. Give Zartec a call toll-free at 1-800-324-0372 or visit their website at Zartec, Z-A-R-R-T-E-C-H dot net. Joining us today on Members of the Chamber is Matthew James. Born and raised in Bowmanville, Matthew is the youngest of three boys. In public school, I'm told Matthew was the class clown, always looking to make others laugh. Matthew continued his education to earn three diplomas, retail marketing management and sporting goods business from Sir Stanford Fleming College in Peterborough and print journalism with honors from Durham College. Beginning his career as a reporter and photographer for the Halliburton County Echo and Minden Times community newspapers, it wasn't long before Matthew shifted lanes and began working in Ontario's growing alcohol industry. Oh, is that cool? <laughs> well, well, I guess that's appropriate. Uh, Matthew began working with Cameras Brewing in October of 2015 in the Toronto East Territory. He took over the Toronto West Territory in winter of 2017. And finally, in spring of 2019, he had the opportunity to become the Golden Horseshoe and hometown rep for Cameron's Brewing, covering Mississauga, Stony Creek, and Milton south of the 401. Matthew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I guess you're right. We can't interview the beer guy without doing so over a Cameron's product. So what are we drinking here? We are having the very, very delicious, crisp, clean, and cool Captain's Log Lager. Very good. Thank you. So what's your favorite Cameron's product? Is this it? 
Well, you know what? It's uh, it's a great question. I actually get that question asked quite a bit. And uh, there's two things I usually say. The first one is, do you have any children? <laughs> <laughs> because I always say, well, do you have a favorite child? And okay, of course, wow. it, always, it always gets a great reaction from people who have uh, kids. Uh, but the real answer is that, honestly, I love, I love them all. And in the craft beer industry, um, a lot of the times when you when you crack open a beer, it's because you really feel like an IPA, or it's super cold outside, and you want one of those high alcohol imperial stouts or porters to to warm you up. It can be mood, it can be environment, it can be atmosphere. So you know, I I, I really do enjoy every Cameron's beer, but I I oftentimes kind of crack them open depending on what what mood I'm in, and and food is a is a really big. Uh, you know, pairing thing for me as well. Well, we could fill this whole podcast talking about beer, but uh, <laughs> let's start with your early career. Print journalism uh, is an industry that's facing some tough times right now. We're seeing more and more people consume their news online, and it's sad to see these smaller community newspapers shut down. Uh, can you talk a bit about uh, what you experienced working in a small market in that print journalism industry? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, that's a, it's a great question. Um, I guess to to, for the first part of that question, the uh, the changing environment that we find ourselves in uh, in, in society and with digital media compared to print media, um, it's definitely sad that the the industry has kind of what's happened to it. But at the same time, I don't think anybody could be that surprised. Um, I hate to say it, but I I wake up in the morning and I literally open my CBC News app and I I do read the news like read the news from my phone in bed. I'm a, I'm a Twitter guy. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. There are, there are various ways that we can get our information. Uh, but I think it's, a, it's mostly about ease, I think. Um, you know, I think as long as you're getting your news from a trusted source and, uh, and all that, you know, I, I feel like they probably saw it coming and hopefully they've taken the steps to, you know, try and overcome it and to save it. But yeah, there's a lot of livelihoods there. And, and I think the big thing that ties the whole thing together and then answering your second part of your question is that it's all about community at the end of the day. And, you know, working at the Halliburton County Echo and Minden Times, uh, as well as a, a, a short stint at the Bancroft Times, um, it's the community that really runs these newspapers and, and supports it. And, you know, we'd always like to see that continue and hopefully that it, it does. Um, so I think in the smaller communities, they're still going to get their newspapers, you know, delivered to their doors. Um, but I think the, the major newspapers are maybe where that's going to be a little bit different because people are getting that national news um, on, on their phones and stuff. But uh, there's certainly some, some changes uh, going on in regards to that industry. Yeah. And I mean, even looking at uh, local papers like the Oakville Beaver is so important for telling local stories that might not have a voice, right. you know, on those national uh, websites or, Absolutely. Or, or mediums. So looking in your crystal pint glass, uh, <laughs> what's, what's the future of print journalism? Well, you know, I, I, I certainly hope it stays alive, but I certainly don't want to be a, a hypocrite because, I mean, I'm not necessarily reading um, you know, the, I'm reading local newspapers, obviously to, uh, for me on a local front, it's nice to see what events are going on and things like that. Um, so I, I certainly, you know, I'm not uh, a Nostradamus by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, I certainly hope that it, it continues. So print journalism to beer, let's talk about that transition. How does that happen for you? 
Well, while I was going to school for journalism, I was working at a wine store called The Wine Shop, which is a retail arm of Peller, Trius, 30 Bench, etc. And uh, for the two years that I was in print journalism, I was working there part-time. After my journalism uh, stint, I decided to move back to Toronto from uh, up in Kaddish country. I ended up going back to the wine shop as uh, part-time. And uh, I kind of wanted to get out of the the journalism industry for a a few reasons. (laughs) One of them we just kind of touched on. Um, But uh, it was basically just getting um, a full-time job again and just, you know, sort of making uh, enough money to survive at that point. Um, But I let them know after my three months, you know, probation was up that I wanted management, like, right away. And within nine months, I think it was, they gave me two prominent downtown Toronto stores to manage. So I ended up um, getting into a management role, and uh, from there, somebody that I worked with ended up at Cameron's, and that was kind of my my foot in the door and I ended up getting into Cameron's and have been there for going on my fifth year, which will be in October. So you're at Cameron's now. Uh, tell us what the day in the life of a beer rep is. Getting said no to a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, um, you know, like any industry, it has its, uh, has its tough, uh, aspects, uh, to the industry is, uh, I mean, it's a sales job, of course, sales role. Um, so you're 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 getting a lot of no's. You've got to be uh, tenacious, uh, patient, um, and following up. You know, taking lots of good notes, remembering names, of course, and then dealing with in the craft industry some of the the, the I guess the bigger the bigger guys uh, still, if you will, um, have a good stronghold on uh, on the market. And uh, you know, craft is slowly but surely chipping away at that and. Uh, I deal with LCBO as well as licensee. Okay. So, and the territory stretches from Mississauga all the way to Stony Creek, Milton, but all sort of south of the 401. So it's a, it's a very large territory. Uh, but of course, my you know big focus is uh, obviously locally here in in Oakville. So besides, can you get me free beer? <laughs> which I'm sure you get asked all the time. <laughs> what are some of the other bizarre requests you get from customers or partners? Uh, that, that line. Yeah, that the the next one after free beer is free swag. Free swag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cameron's does have some very cool swag now though. Yeah. We'll give you guys credit for that. It's Thank very, you. Very yeah, cool. it's uh that that uh the rebrand which uh you know happened in in late 15 early 2016 um certainly helped us out, but you know, I don't get a lot of bizarre questions. It's uh it certainly is mostly just, you know, you got any free beer in the back of that car, you yeah. know, that kind of thing and of course uh yeah, definitely swag. All right. So you just mentioned the rebrand. Uh, so Cameron's recently went a rebrand. You were with them before that process began. Uh, what was that like for you, someone who is on the front line selling the products? You know, I, I love the new cans, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. And and Oakville and I mean Ontario uh, on the whole has really embraced the the rebrand. You know, Cameron's has been around since '97. Um, when the rebrand happened. I did just get hired, and I think it was only within. I think I was hired in October 2015, and the rebrand happened at the end of that year. Okay. And I was just over the moon because it had been in the works, um, 
but it couldn't come to fruition for uh, you know a couple of reasons and uh but when it did i was just kind of like you know rubbing my hands together and saying like this is what cameron's needs this is what oakville needs because the brewery had been around since 97 but at that location on invicta from i think 2000 or 2001 and when you don't really do something overly different you kind of get forgotten and i think because of the branding was a little bit outdated with cameron's um, that this new branding really, really rejuvenated the, uh, the product. And we went, we got a, a million dollar canning line put in the brewery wow. and, uh, and it really did change the, the game for us. And, you know, we're, we're starting to see a, a, a big resurgence, uh, you know, within Oakville and, and spreading out. So is, is it fair to say that Cameron's almost went through that rebrand of necessity because the craft beer industry is one of these industries that seems to have exploded is it almost keeping up with the competition? Yeah. Part one of that question. But part two is what do you attribute the success of this craft beer industry? I agree wholeheartedly. And this is just as an individual, not necessarily as a, as an employee of Cameron's, but yeah, I think the Cameron's rebranding needed to happen. And, uh, and it definitely, uh, you know, has changed a business for us. Um, in regards to the industry, and I think depending on who you talk to and, and all that stuff, like craft beer has, you could say, in the last decade, but you could easily say in the last two decades. I think for people who are sort of just kind of getting into it, it'll have been the last 10 years. But for people who have been in it for a long time, you know, it's been you know a couple of decades in, in, in the works. But, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of competition out there. And uh, the I think the rebrand speaks to everybody you know if if you like beer and you and you have a mouth you know uh, Cameron's is is good for you uh, you know we could have done something more edgy or you know a little more uh, I guess less exciting than what we what we have uh, but you know we we don't cater to any certain demographic or age or or anything like that we make really really good quality craft beer that we're really proud of and we put a lot of thought and effort into what it is that we do and uh you know we want just everybody to to enjoy it if they like beer so did you say 1997 97 is when cameron's was established yep. so was that one of the first craft breweries in ontario to really be successful yeah um yeah cameron's is um i'm not sure exactly what number we were but we we're definitely in the top three or four of the older breweries um it's been it's been a, a ride for sure. Um, I was kind of, kind of laughing, thinking of you know define success because Cameron's has actually reached and uh, the top ten volume uh, makers at LCBO. Really, and a lot of people and your 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 comment, you know, I think is is on point with that because I don't think a lot of people realize that we do as much volume as we do, mm-hmm. but it's also because of where that rebrand started to expand our business and I was the third sales rep hired in October 2015 and we have eight strong across Ontario now. Um, our head office hasn't grown any, but the sales team's yeah. grown. So, you know, it's still a really small operation at the bare bones. You know, going into top 10, we were probably, you know, in the 30s, 40s, I think, for, for top volume, you know, back in, in 2015, 2016. So how does the influx of competition, does that help Cameron's or does that make things a bit tougher? It certainly makes it a bit tougher, but I think it is a a bit of both. I mean, the more craft breweries there are, 
I think the more people realize like, hey, this craft beer thing is not just a fad. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a real thing. So, you know, if every LCBO was the size of a Costco, you know, we could all get our, our, our product on shelf. Um, cause you can get things listed at the LCBO, but it's not a, a guarantee. You still have to, I still have to sell it in and then I can sell it in, but then people still have to buy it. Yeah. And in order for me to remain on, well, on shelf. Well, I think where that question, you know, came from for me was, I think we first met at the beer town opening here in Oakville and uh, there's a number of different beer vendors, craft breweries that had stations set up mm-hmm. that were going to be serving products there. And everybody seemed to know each other. Right. You know, in the industry. It's super tight. Super tight, right? Yep. And uh, so there has to be a little bit of a growing industry is good for all players and, and there's that support. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, if there's if there's any industry, I think that supports each other. It's, it's the craft industry because we still, I think the last time I, I heard it was like, seven to 14 percent of the pie of all beer sales is craft okay so it's still super super small so it's kind of the you know the little guys um all kind of watching each other's back and, and helping each other out when when they need it so you can spend a saturday you know in toronto like hanging out in the neighborhood going from craft brewery to craft brewery but in oakville cameron's is really the the player in town yeah and so what does oakville mean to cameron's i think oakville means uh, everything to to Cameron's, you know, we've we've been around for for a while, and uh, we've had such amazing support from Oakville uh, in in the, over the years. We used to um, back in the I think you know mid two thousands, even up until two thousand and fifteen, we were doing cast nights mm-hmm. sort of every quarter, and we've we've slowed those things down because there's been a lot of changes. And um, I don't know if you guys uh, have heard through the grapevine or everything, but. Cameron's is uh, undergoing and just started about, I think, four months ago, uh, a, basically a two-year renovation oh, to really? make Cameron's a destination Good. brewery. Good. Yeah, so uh, it's, you know, I think Oakville is, is a huge part of that. And uh, I don't think that Cameron's did everything that they could in their early days to really ingratiate themselves into the community. And that was one of the things that also excited me a lot about taking over this position as the Golden Horseshoe or hometown rep is my experiences from those newspapers, community newspapers back in the day that I saw how the community helped run the community. Mm. And, and I think that, you know, Cameron's is going to depend on, on Oakville for, for, for their support. And I know I'm from uh, Bowmanville originally, and whenever I go home, I always go and visit Man Antler, which yeah. is the, uh, the the first craft brewery in, in Bowmanville. And, uh, you know, it's just nice to support. So, um, Well, we have the Church Brewing Company in Wolfville, Nova Scotia, where I'm from. And <laughs> nice. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, so going to ask you to bring that crystal pint glass out again. Uh, what does the future have in store for Cameron's? The future looks very bright. Um I, I just, you know, it's going to be a two-year project that we've got going with the brewery, but it's uh, it's just so exciting, and uh, the uh, ownership of, of Cameron's is, is in very, very good hands, and uh, I think the right changes have been made um, in regards to that and, and moving forward to be, you know, a real destination brewery for, for tourism and for local uh, local traffic. So we look forward to hosting an Oakville Chamber event at the newly renovated Cameron's Brewery. 100%. <laughs> so we're wrapping up all our uh, interviews here on members of the Chamber with asking our guests uh, one question, and that is, what is the best piece of advice you've received in your career? Holy, um, that's a great question. You know what? 
I'm not sure if it was in regards to my what happened in my career or just in life in general, but it's to be yourself. And I think that's, you know, I think how I've seen sort of success as a, as a salesperson, I guess, just as a, a person in general is just to, to be yourself and be kind. And uh, that will be paid forward, I think. I think that's really sound advice. So Matthew, uh, I really enjoyed this. Thank you again for taking the time to come on our podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. To our members and listeners, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to tune in. If you know someone that would make an interesting guest on Members of the Chamber, please send us a note to info at oakvillechamber.com as we would love to hear from you. Make sure you stay up to date with what's going on at the Chamber by following along on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks to our producer and Chamber Communications Manager, Kristen Curry. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Piper Foods and Zartec for supporting today's podcast. Make sure you subscribe where you listen to your podcasts. And thank you and talk to you soon, Oakville Chamber.